listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! That's why I'm calling now. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining us. This is the eighth episode of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. This is where you get a chance to talk live directly to Tony and myself. So don't be shy. Call in and share your thoughts. Ask your questions to a live person. And you never know when Josh might pop his head in from time to time. But hey, you know this show isn't about the host. It's about you. We want to hear from you. Call in and tell us your story. You can call in now. You'll hear the show on your phone. And when it's your turn, you'll know. Just dial 302-202-1110 and enter in the code 219-835. Well, that just sounds like all kinds of special. Uh, so if you've been here before, you know uh, you know how it works. Uh, we uh, uh, I'm over here in uh, Texas, uh, down in southeast Texas. Been here all my life. And uh, not like Tammy, uh, as we've mentioned before, she's part of the Witness Relocation Program, mm-hmm. so she's been actually moved around several times. But uh, I know we talk a lot about here on the show about uh, uh, the uh, red color of Jeeps and then the other colors. So I just want to tell you that I'm Team Red, if you didn't already know. Yeah, and I would be Team Black. Um, Absence of color. No, Team Black is the... <laughs> The baddest ass color of a Jeep there is. That you can't um, see. <laughs> so anyway, Tony and I have a a little tug of war with the the Jeep color. There's no tug, and, there's no war, there's yeah, right and wrong. <laughs> there and the funny thing is I think I've been keeping tally marks for Team Red and Team Black, and I think the team Team Black is winning. Well, I have to tell you this. Uh, red is a awesome responsibility. Uh, a lot of people don't like being out there, being seen. Actually, I'm surprised that you're not a, a red person or a yellow or a bright color because you're right out there. You know, look at me. Look at my blog. Look, 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 right. look, look, look. So, um, and I guess also, too, we, uh, we should mention that you do like purple. So, you're not yes. a strictly black no, 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 Jeep no. person. You like the primary being uh, the, the total lack of, uh, of color with some splash of color in. Right. Well, and I think black, you can go with any color accents you want. That's so true. it gives you options. I can, you know, if I feel like changing my purple to another color, I could switch it up easily without having to buy a whole new Jeep. What do you think about gray? Black with gray. Oh, that's kind of boring. I agree. But it would, yeah. <laughs> I agree. And those, you know, the fenders, I don't know if they do that on the, the JKs or not, but the, the, the TJs, the YJs, the fender flares turn gray over time. Yeah. So sometimes well, you'll see the black uh, Jeeps with the gray fenders. So that's what, yeah, uh, that's the flares, what, that's what um, made me think of it. Yeah, my blog post today was about my fenders. Yeah, the Check wax. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get the wax off there. I know. Not unless you take a blowtorch to it. <laughs> or... Somebody said I need to get a bunch of a can of gasoline and some machetes. Oh, machete. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, that's something. Hey, you know what? We got a review, Tammy. Do you want to uh, oh. read this or? Oh, would you like me to read it? Sure, sure, sure. sure. Okay. Um, this is our first. But um, first. Jeep Talk Colin show. 
Um, review. Jeep Talk Colin Show is a hit with me by Nikki G again. <laughs> On September 20th, 2016, he gives us a five star rating. The Jeep Talk Colin Show is a light and fast show where listeners can call in and dictate the direction of the show. It's the perfect complement to their other podcast, The Jeep Talk Show. It's sort of like CSI Miami. Great crime solving, just a different scenery. Plus, it has 80% less Josh. <laughs> <laughs> like the eighty <laughs> percent. I know. I love that. That were it's like CSI Miami. So I uh, I shared that uh, re- review with uh, both Tammy and Josh uh, about an hour ago, I guess, and we haven't heard back from Josh, but I think he's at home sobbing. Yeah, he's crying. <laughs> so you know, folks, every week we spend the first fifteen minutes on a specific question or topic, and tonight we're gonna share, or we want you to share with us. One thing you didn't know about before you bought your Jeep about your about your Jeep. You see what or I'm saying? Jeep. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of words there. <laughs> yeah. So just share with us what you didn't know about Jeep before you bought your Jeep. Yeah, you got a Jeep and you found out something new, something that was related to the Jeep, but you had no idea. No. I think probably one of the first things I found out uh, was about a, a prior um, a a prior topic that we had was the Jeep Wave. I did not know about the Jeep Wave prior to you know having the Jeep and being on Jeep forums and hearing about this Jeep Wave thing. Well, you know, it's funny. The Jeep Wave is kind of what attracted me to the Jeep before I bought my Jeep. Oh, so I it? knew about the Jeep Wave before the Jeep. How did you find out about that? Um, well, the the Jeep dad who inspired me to buy my Jeep, the one who took the boys on a camping trip. We went on a mm-hmm. camping trip and we followed him. Um, he he told me about it. They were all the boys. They were all actually waving um, as <laughs> no they were pressure. driving to the beat. Yeah, <laughs> so they were just ecstatic when they um, when they got to the the camping site, and they were telling me all about it. So, so. what are those games that you play when you're you're driving across? The, I guess it's license plates and stuff. But yeah, uh, it seems like that, that's kind of like that same deal. If you're going, you're driving a long ways, and you're like, "Hey kids, let's do the Jeep wave." What's right. that? What's that? You know, and you tell right. them. So yeah, I bet you that was. But I could imagine somebody in the jeep coming, you know, towards the the jeep with these fifty six hands all vigorously right. waving was, uh, was quite the a soft top. Yeah, it was quite a sight to see. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Tony. One of the things that I didn't know about before I bought my jeep was Rubicon. I never heard the word Rubicon. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what a Rubicon jeep was, and I never even heard of the Rubicon Trail. Um, it was probably about. Six or seven months into after I bought my Sahara is when I figured out what the Rubicon was all about and what the Rubicon Trail was all about. And that moment is what changed my life in the Jeep community um, with going off-roading and trading my Sahara in for the Rubicon. I'm glad you did that. I uh, I don't know that you necessarily need to get rid of the Sahara. You probably could have built it up. but Yeah. Um, even the plain Jane uh, uh, JKU, I think, um, might have been a better choice. The Sahara, it's a, it's a kind of a fancy Jeep. Um, it's, it's a great Jeep for people that want to drive a Jeep but not take it off road. And I could be wrong about that. That's just my opinion. I mean, I remember seeing the uh, the uh, TJ Saharas and they had the the nice um, side effects or ground effects right. that went on it, which which you found by taking your Sahara off-road that that wasn't a good thing to have because that plastic kind of got all bent oh, up. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and that's kind of the – it's kind of a not um, 
a not off-road Jeep, which is kind of an oxymoron to me. The Sahara is a not not off-road Jeep. Is yeah, any any time that you have uh, a lot of plastic that isn't. Oh yeah. You know, um, I, I want to say resilient, but it won't take a lot of hits off. You know, from from hard things that you would normally uh, see off-road trees, rocks, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, I think one of the most fun things I, I heard in your uh, off-road video up at uh, Rosh Creek was you'd hear this uh, this horrible noise that almost sounded <laughs> like the, the hull of a ship scraping a, a reef or something, and the, right. guy, the guy would say, that's okay, that's what those skid plates are for. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. The first couple of times, I would just cringe, um, but now I like, I like crave that it. sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're used to it. You know you're doing something. Right. Going places where um, um, Priuses and uh, Renegades dare not go. Exactly. <laughs> Threw the Renegade thing in there for, for Cody. You know, I haven't heard from Cody in a while. Uh, he's uh, He's been awful busy with uh, the new child and uh, the job. So hopefully yeah. we'll be hearing from him really soon. We'll get him to call in. Hey, and speaking of calling in, you know, all you guys listen out there, you can call us right now at 302 202 one 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 zero and then you just punch in two one nine eight three five and we want to know what you didn't know about jeep before you bought your jeep so give us a call and if you've called in before don't worry about it uh, call it again uh we'd like to hear what's going on uh, bring us up to date from the last time you called well tammy uh i had plans on uh working on my jeep this uh this past saturday and sunday but uh, digging around to it but i did do some things around the house that needed to get done so i'm kind of happy about that it's so funny um and, and i know this is gonna uh go under the the heading of uh <laughs> this is a jeep podcast but um the uh the overhead light in the kitchen uh all the fluorescent bulbs have gone out but one wasn't aware Uh-oh. that it was only one that was on. I figured it was more than that, but uh, there was only one on, so it was kind of dim there in the kitchen. So I went and uh, got some new uh, fluorescent uh, bulbs and put it in there, and uh, uh, I've been wanting to do some work on the, uh, what do you call the, I guess it's a fixture, the lighting fixture that, that you know covers the, the fluorescent bulbs. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, there's a couple of bins in it that have been there since we got it, and I just, not, not, nothing major, just kind of want to straighten it out before we put it back up. So, uh, it's, uh, that's been since, uh, well, today's Tuesday. So I guess it's not that long. Uh, the, the fixture's not on it. Anyway, Susie won't, uh, won't run the, the lights in the kitchen because it's so bright. I'm sure. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta fix that this, uh, this evening. She, she threatened me with, I'm just gonna put it back up myself, which, you know what, as a woman, you know what that means, right? Right. You're in big trouble. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, Saved by the Bell. We don't have to listen to Tony's light shenanigans. So we have S- Steve on the lines. Hello. Four point- uh, yeah, I'm on the line. Well, nobody else wants to talk to you, so I will. I know. <laughs> like, I like the way he puts that. Oh, I so know. gentle. Let's rip it right off. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it's not the Jeep so much that I didn't know about, but uh, it's uh, that when I was, I had lived up in the Pacific Northwest for quite a while, and uh, I was uh, over on the east side, where it's just kind of flat and sandy, a lot of places, and so forth and so on, and and what I didn't realize is how much uh, 
rock crawling had caught on and, and what had happened to the trails that I was familiar with. And when I moved back to California, I'm going, oh, my gosh, I've been on these things. What happened? <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, you know what? This chief's going to have to get lifted a little taller and uh, going to have to get some lockers and a winch and stuff like that because things that I had been on many times before uh, now we're down to bedrocks and those rocks were big. Oh, so was it cause so many people were riding the trails? Yeah. Uh, around here and, and also on, uh, the West side of the Cascades where uh, Josh is, the trails now are getting so much use that they're just going down to bedrock. You know, the uh, a vehicle goes over it and if they don't, maintain the road with gravel and, and grade it and so forth and put in culverts and all that stuff. Then, uh, eventually the soil goes away and you're down the bedrock. And wow. usually that's only about three to five feet of soil. And, and you're there, uh, in, uh, West coast areas. So Steve, uh, are you originally from California? I can't remember. Yeah, I was born in Los Angeles. In fact, I was born in East Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's not a claim to fame now, but uh, when I was uh, born in East L.A., uh, uh-huh. you know, it was it was a white community, and uh, it was there was several movie stars living in the area and, and uh, stuff like that. You know, times have changed. I don't know if you're a, a musician at all, but that would be a great name for a song, I think. Born in East L.A. Yeah, well, I am not a musician. Uh, Anybody that uh, knows me at all will tell you I haven't got a musical bone in my body. Yeah, I know what you mean. I like listening, but uh, uh, I can can hum a mean tune in the the shower. Uh, I don't even do that. I'm afraid (laughs) of the plumbing might break down or something. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Steve's been around in the off-road community for a long time. Uh, He's seen a lot of things. Yeah, he was back in it before there were a lot of specialties, uh, third-party uh, vendors for uh, uh, for things. Even tires were uh, kind of a, um, I don't know, I've, I've heard you explain it before, uh, Steve. It's just uh, the tires were not anything like what we can, what we have available to us now. No, they they weren't. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, just to to let you know, um, there used to be. You know, back when I first started uh, Jeeping, a 32-inch tire was as good as it got um, for quite a while. And then somebody caught on that you could use 916s, which is a military-type tire that would take you up around 36 inches. Wow. But it was it was a truck tire. It was an eight-ply tire. It, you know, you didn't take that out on the sand. Uh, it was a great mud tire. Um, and you uh, had a hell of a time getting them on a a regular rim. They were designed for a split rim, like on a heavy truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, uh, basically 32 inches was, was as good as it got. And, uh, I had 32 inch tires on my CJ five and, and that was good enough to get you just about any place. And in fact, the tires that, uh, we favored in, uh, Western Oregon in those days had a two ply sidewall, uh, they were uh, made by Armstrong, 
and uh, later the Trent design was bought by uh, Dick Sepek. And uh, I still have a set of those tires around. You, if there's no air in them, you can just lean on them, and they, you just go all the way down into the rim. Uh, very, very soft. Hmm. Yeah. So, Steve, like way back then, I mean, did they have all these off-road parks like they do now? Was it as popular? I think it was no, called it was, outside. It wasn't a park anyway. <laughs> yeah. You just you just went and found some place to wheel. Um, right. We didn't have GPS, any of that stuff, and uh, you know, finding a place to wheel at that time it was uh, word of mouth. Uh, you. Uh, Put in a full tank of gas and took off, and this wow. looked promising. So I'll go this way. Uh, um, you, did, you didn't know it was you know, and, and ahead of you. No, you didn't. It was it was total exploration. Uh, in fact, uh, where Josh lives in the Pacific Northwest, there used to be a lot of roads that weren't maintained very well, and they all had huge mud holes on them, and uh, they were a lot of fun. And they it was just mud. <laughs> Yeah, it was now, primarily you know, when Josh talks about going to the Tillamook State Forest. Uh, it's basically yeah, you're on a gravel road or you're rock crawling. Yeah, it was it was really mudding whenever everything started uh, off road, wasn't it, Steve? Pretty much, uh, except for uh, down here in California, um, the the Rubicon Trail was you could go on a Jeep Jamboree when I first started wheeling. And uh, I took my little uh, military jeep on the upper end of the Rubicon Trail, which is not the hard part of the trail. And uh, being a stock jeep with uh, 616 tires and open diffs, uh, I said, you know what? Uh, this jeep is not up to that. So I turned around. So uh, it was, uh, uh, the Rubicon was not as formidable as it is now. At, in those days, but uh, it was still more than you'd want to tackle by yourself, and you need to go with a big group of people. I think my mic is my. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, I thought yeah, I muted my mic. I was looking for my. Oh my God, where's my mic mute? <laughs> hey, Steve, <laughs> thank you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, you know, that, that's basically it. You know, things have changed a lot, and uh, uh, I, I had a. In the 70s, I had a uh, brief little stint in the uh, suspension business. I used to design and, and have all the parts made for uh, lift kits. And that was my part-time job when I was a fireman. And uh, I sold and installed lift kits at my house, and it was a nice little business. But uh, I bet you were very popular. radically from those days. Yeah, I bet you were very popular. Right? That, that changes the whole look of a vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, repeat customers, even. <laughs> well, you Steve, know, we uh, appreciate you. High enough, so. <laughs> Steve, so, we appreciate uh, we you calling in and sharing with us what you um, didn't know about Jeep before you bought your Jeep. Um, that was the first 15 minutes of the show we where we talk about uh, a topic that we pick. So now uh, the next 15 minutes, or should I say 10, um, <laughs> we, we, you guys can call in and talk to us about anything you want. You can tell us about your Jeep, a Jeep adventure, what you're going to do to your Jeep this weekend, what you did to your Jeep last weekend. And you can call us at 20 or 
202-1110 and you just punch in the code 219A35. And you know, and you don't need to be shy. You can even give us your your username. You don't have to tell us your real name. Yeah, just, handle. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like your that. handle, your Jeep handle. And just talk about whatever you want to talk about. So give us a call. Yep, love hearing from you. We had uh, one show, I think we had like uh, three or four brand new people that were uh, new listeners, and uh, or at least new callers. They, I, I can't say they were new listeners, but uh, it was uh, that was an exciting night, and uh, we love having uh, new callers and uh, old callers alike. Of course, with eight shows, we don't have that many old callers. So, Tony, you were talking about what you did this past weekend, and I was going to put in my um, those little screws for my headlights so I can adjust the side to side side to side. Thank you. But my husband's truck broke down. Oh no. Yeah. Some, something with a differential and some pinion. Really? Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah. I was funny cause we were driving to go out to eat and he pulled up next to us. We had to take two cars cause we had so many people. Mm-hmm. And my top was down and I smelled this gas smell like, you know, like your gas stove is leaking. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, what's wrong with my Jeep? And then we pulled away from the light, and the smell went away. We later found out it was from his truck. So anyway, he had tickets to the Redskins-Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Um, we had season tickets. And he couldn't drive his truck. So I had to let him use the Jeep. Oh, no. I was so nervous. My Jeep sitting in that Redskin Stadium parking lot with yeah. all those drunk tra- tailgaters. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, that's kind of the downside, and, and I actually might make a an interesting question for the show. Um, do you worry about your your off road vehicle? Oh, there you go. You know, because you do all these modifications, you love standing out from the crowd. You love putting the extra colors, the lights, and all that stuff on it. But then again, when you you go in some place like a mall or any place where you can't easily get back to your vehicle, or maybe right. glance out there and see it. Uh, I worry about it because uh, I'm yep. worried about somebody's going to go, oh, well, look at that. You know, that that exactly what you're wanting to do, stand out, is also a potential stand out for somebody that wants to uh, do damage steal to your vehicle it. or yeah, or steal it. Like your D-rings. <laughs> or just one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have my uh, Minnesota Vikings um, tow hitch cover on. I was expecting that to get... You know, well, you vandalized. Know, you know they make locking ones, so at least it wouldn't get stolen. Right. Someone would deface it. So did you ever, uh, I, uh, I think I um, uh, mentioned you in a Facebook post. I saw a picture of a D-ring that somebody had put a lock on. They stuck it through the little hole in the pin. So I don't remember if I saw that. It was a little uh, like a key lock. And that is, you know how the pin in the D-ring has a hole in it? It was, right. it was going through there, and it was an the idea was that would keep people from stealing your D rings. Of course, you just it would just spin, then come right out. But the lock was funny, so I uh, sent that over to you as a uh, as a kind of a you know you could feel better about your D rings. Right. <laughs> I'm still so, surprised you didn't hear it hitting the ground or hitting up underneath your uh, Jeep. I'm telling it fell you, off. it didn't <laughs> fall off. I know it didn't. That's funny. Uh, you know, somebody, uh, it would be funny if somebody stole that and then fa- found out later it belonged to Jeep Mama and you've talked about it on the show. Oh, I know. And then they, they put it in a little shadow box on the <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> and in 40 years, 
it uh, somebody dies and it comes to light that it was actually stolen. Right. And, and, you see, I told you, Tony. So, yeah, well, anyway, we'll see. Well, we have someone in the chat room um, on jeeptalkshow.com. His name is New Jeeper. I wish he would call in. He has a question for us. He's has a new Jeep on order, and he can't wait to get it. And he wants to get a CB, and he wants to know what kind he should get and where we can mount it so it doesn't look out of place. And what you know you- what? I went through the same thing, and I got a really big, really nice CB. And mounting it in a Jeep Wrangler, if that's what you're getting, is to me was so difficult because there's really no place, good place to put it. So I'm seriously considering just getting those walkie-talkie type CBs. The Midland. Um, yeah, I've got one. I actually need to do some more testing on it. I don't know how good they, they are. I mean, uh, Cody has had good things to say about it, but as far as if you're going to use it for something that's uh, longer than just uh, uh, all, than off the trail, I don't know how good it is, but right. I'm holding this up to the camera right now so you guys can see it. Um, so basically it comes with a little uh, uh, cord slide-on thing here at the bottom that allows you to uh, hook it up to an external antenna and power source. But you can also take that off and put a battery pack on there, and they have a little rubber ducky antenna that comes with it, so you can actually walk around and use it. But it really, really, the antenna is so short in comparison to how long it needs to be. Your uh, the distance for transmitting and receiving would be would be a very short uh, distance, like uh, probably less than a mile. But uh, yeah, it is kind of cool from that standpoint. Uh, but Tammy, didn't you get a uh, amount uh, that uh, goes to uh, goes up overhead? Yeah, I um, I had it up. I think it would have worked if my CB hadn't been so big. Um, but I had it up above um, the rear view mirror, and that was it, it. Because my CB was so big, it got in the way of the rear view mirror. The, the um, CB yeah, itself right, or the microphone cable? The CB itself. Oh wow, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. and it was it was a rugged ridge um, bracket that I used, and I think if I would have had a smaller CB. Um, it would have worked smaller in size, right? Um, and I think you're right about the distance thing. For me, where I go wheeling, um, we just need to hear each other with within not even a mile of each other. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going to use a CB where you're out, you know, in the wilderness and stuff, I think you, you know you really have to think about what you get. Um, you can also mount them if you're in a Wrangler. You can mount them um, on the passenger side. Um, but that gets in the way of the passenger's feet. So, and I think we have a caller. Um, hello, caller. You're on the air. <laughs> this is New Jeeper. Thanks for uh, talking about CBs. Oh. oh, sure. It's always fun. I uh, actually got into CBs before I got into ham radio. So I uh, I did a lot of CB in before uh, before ham, and uh, I think I was only like 13 when I started messing with it. So what kind of Jeep are you guys getting? Um, we are getting a 2017 um, JKU Hard Rock. Yay. Awesome. What color? Not, it's not red. It is <laughs> silver. Oh, well, at least it's not red. So that's good. It does have some red accents, though. It has some red tow hooks and some other red trim pieces. Oh, that, that's better than all red. So what what plans do you have to use for your CB? Like what uses are you going to use for it? Well, we actually, um, 
emailed you guys and you mentioned it on the talk show or the or the people that used to be heavy into motorcycling and after uh-huh. an accident are now going to use a uh, four-wheel motorcycle called a Jeep. And so we're just um, wanting to keep in touch with some of our motorcycle friends that ride. And so we're wanting a CB primarily for Jeep to motorcycle communication. I see. Um, I suggest finding something small because um, there's not really a lot of great places to put it in the Wrangler. Well, I was going to ask Tammy that that bracket that you that you got is it does it go between uh, the um, the roll bar front and the how does it mount? Does it actually go across? There's a footman loop right above the rear view mirror, right. And it hooks into that. Oh, okay, so it's not a whole brace that goes that goes from the back roll bar all the way forward. No, 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 no. Okay. It's just a. It's probably I don't know what six inches, but that bracket allows you, and that bracket can also allow you to mount it on the side where the um, the shifter knobs are down there in the passenger side. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that's my suggestion is to find something you know not so big so was it a, a uniden are there co- any sorry. i was going to ask about brand for you is was it a unit uniden or cobra that you got tammy a cobra yeah so the cobra was probably the last cb that i bought it's been a long time ago but uh and i think i heard reports that the the quality kind of went down whenever uniden bought them but i would probably recommend going with a, a cobra or uniden uh cb are there some that are just a handheld unit that would not require a separate antenna and a separate unit? Or what's the smallest one that would be uh, out of the way that would still do the job? I have a, I have a bad feeling about uh, handheld units. Um, the, the first one I've ever had is this, uh, this Midland uh, that I was showing up on the screen a few minutes ago. Um, I, uh, and I was going to ask you, I don't know if you've done anything on CB recently, but when I got this unit and hooked it up, I, I mean, I just had it uh, a little rubber ducky antenna, but I was driving I-10 uh, to work, and I heard absolutely no one talking. So <laughs> I didn't know if it was the, uh, the the small antenna or if there just wasn't that much going on on CB these days. Have you done any uh, CB communications recently, and is it just dead on the 11-meter uh, band now? Uh, I, I that I don't know. We will be new to the CB thing. Okay. Well, um, Gina, who also does a food segment on the Jeep Talk Show, she says she has the Cobra seventy five, and it's an all in one handset mobile CB, and she says it installs nicely nicely beneath the steering wheel. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I would be interested in see pictures of that, Gina. Um, oh, I know which I know what she's talking about. I think. What did you say it was? I, I mean, look at here. In a the Cobra seventy five all in handset mobile CB. Okay, okay. It was, so it's probably something like this Midland. Uh, man, if it works for them, I mean, I, I haven't really tried this technology yet. I just got a mag mount uh, antenna uh, fairly recently, and I have not tried it. Uh, on my Jeep um, yet, other than uh, just what I had talked about with uh, the rubber ducky. I do like the idea of having it kind of out of the way, and it's wonderful from the standpoint where you can take that communications with you uh, if you need to leave the Jeep and uh, still, right. still talk on the CB. Right. I got this Midland. It's actually a, uh, let me tell you what the model number is, if I can look at it real quick. It's a Midland 75822. 
Uh, I was not aware, and again, that's a little handheld or handy talky uh, type configuration. Um, I was not aware about the Cobra. I, I might be interested in looking at that Cobra if I was you. Yeah, and um, hey, Tammy, I do. I'm sorry. Pardon? I had. I did have one. I hate to change the subject, but I do have one other question before we're out of time, and yep. that is having to do with like a, a sunshade bikini top for the four door uh, Wrangler JK. And we've just started to do some looking in some um, catalogs and, and online. Are are there any that would be somewhat um, water resistant to kind of protect you from from light rain, or are all of them pretty well porous that are really just meant for partial sunblock? Do you have any um, bikini top suggestions for us as we're looking? Um, I I think. You know, I've never been in the rain with a spider web shade. That's the kind I have. And they have where you can get just the partial, the smaller one, the, I think it's called the bikini one. And then you have, I forget the different names, but anyway, then you have the larger one that covers both seats. If you have a four door, um, I think the, the, the spider web shade would help in light rain. I mean, it wouldn't keep everything dry because it's, you know, going to come in, um, through the sides and stuff, but I would check out the spider web shade. The, the trick is to keep moving. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will say I was in um, a heavy rain going probably 60 on the interstate and I was as dry as could be. But the, the moment I got off the off ramp, I just got rained on. Um, and the, the thing about the spider web shade is you can get any color you want pretty much. As long as it's red. Yeah, well, he's going to have to get red. <laughs> but he's going to he do red accents, so right. it, it's the right thing to do. I'll just throw this out. It, it may be not. It may not be anything you'll ever use, but I've seen quite a few people, quite a few pictures on Tumblr and whatnot of people getting uh, those little bikini tops that just cover the uh, passenger driver area, and they're also hammocks. So you can actually crawl your ass up there and lay down. Uh, although I, I don't think that uh, an, a six foot person would be very comfortable in there, but uh, that might be something uh, something to consider whenever you get one of those things to actually have a place where you could uh, uh, take a break, take a siesta from uh, wheeling. And um, Steve, well, thank you posted- both for your help. I, I appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up and keep listening. Yep. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you very much for calling in, um, Steve. Four point three LXJ said there are vinyl bikinis that are waterproof. Um, so you might want to just do a little searching out there. I love my spiderweb shade. And I think I love it because of the, the color option. And it makes my sky look purple. So I like looking up at the purple sky. Doesn't it give you a purple uh, suntan? Um, that would be really cool, huh? <laughs> I don't By the way, know. I ordered a, a purple wig. Oh, this in time for Halloween. Well, no, the Minnesota Vikings are playing the Redskins here in Washington, D.C. And oh, I get to- you football people scare me. <laughs> So maybe when the wig, come, wig comes in, hopefully it'll come in before Thursday and I can wear my purple wig on the Jeep Talk Show. Well, there's there's plenty of time for that. Like I said, Halloween's coming up. But you'll scare the kids. I know. I already do anyway. <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty good whenever you get a call and they have to tell you that you're running out of time because I was enjoying I that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, thank you, Steve, and thank you. New Jeeper. New Jeeper. I don't think we got his name. Well, call him, call him NJ. NJ, New Jeeper. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for calling in. Hey, folks, don't forget to join us Thursday night at 
11 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Central, where we do the, we record the Jeep Talk Show podcast. And this month we're doing special guest hosts. And that continues. And you'll have to join, tune in to see who that's going to be. And also, my Wrangler talk is going to be about a disappointment I have in Jeep. Sorry to say. Uh, no air-conditioned seats. That's what I'm thinking. No, it's I'm I'm you I'm want pretty to tell hurt. Us. I'm pretty hurt. All right. Well, it sounds like it'll be a good opportunity for me to tease yep. you uh, incessantly about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great week. We'll see you Thursday. Thanks, everyone.